you are in for a treat today. If you have ever struggled to find your niche in business, and we've all heard it before, you have to have a niche. But what do you do if you don't know what that is? Well, Jody Bourne is going to share with us how she found her niche in business by simply following the breadcrumbs and doing what she absolutely loves to do. She's also going to share with us tips for how you can find your niche. And she gives an extra little tip for how you can save some money the next time you rent a vacation rental property. So let me introduce you to Jody Bourne. Jody Bourne is a business consultant and website designer specializing in vacation rentals, glamping, and niche accommodations. With a rich background in business management, customer service, brand messaging, and marketing, and her passion for tourism and community, Jody is driven to help hosts understand the vacation rental industry, create memorable guest-first experiences, and build long-term business strategies so they can concentrate on what they love about hosting. Jody's mission is to help hosts who are passionate about providing excellent accommodations build a more professional guest-first vacation rental industry so that everyone can experience the joy of traveling like a local. You're listening to Success in Mind with Terry Holland, the show for high-performing entrepreneurs, leaders, and changemakers ready to take your life and your business to the next level. If you're ready for whole life success, keep listening. Thank you so much for coming on today and for spending some time with me. You're welcome, Terry. I'm excited. I I'm love excited talking to you, you regardless too. of the topic. Me too. I always I always enjoy our conversation. So let's let's dive into your business because I really want to talk about how you got into your niche and how you found this business. But first of all, maybe you can give the audience a little bit of background on who you are and, and what it is you do. Okay. I am, I'm Jody born and I am a, <clears throat> it's hard to even describe to people what I do because it's such a foreign thing in a lot of people's <laughs> mind, but I help vacation rental owners who want to build a more professional brand. So in other words, they're not just an Airbnb, they're a vacation rental business. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're a property management company. It could just be that they have three or four, or one or two, three or four of their own properties. And they want them to be more professional. They want them to really highlight and, and be a great experience for their guests and make it into a business. So I usually help with website design, consulting, help them go through the entire process. Sometimes I've even helped people choose the, the rental before they have bought or built. Wow. You know, so I help in all stages and in all locations I've worked with in almost every continent. Wow, that's incredible. Yes, not Antarctica yet. So, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jody. Yeah, actually not in Africa or Antarctica, but every, everywhere else. Cool. That's amazing. Yeah. And I am just so fascinated by how you got into this niche. How did you, because you got into this before this was even a thing. Yeah. Yes, I did. And it's really, so I am a Texan. You can tell from my accent. I'm, I'm a Southern girl and I'm a fifth generation Texan. And I love, also love history and culture, the culture of, of the state of Texas. Texas is a really big place. 
there's lots yeah. of influences of all different cultures here. You know, there's the Hispanic culture, German culture, Czech, Slovakian culture, um, yeah. French, Native American. I mean, just this big melting pot, really, of, of different cultures. And because of my love of culture and history, I travel a lot. My kids growing up were, I was a single mom for 15 years and had three children. And we were, of course, broke because I was a single mom for 15 years. And right. so we did, we staycationed. We did tent camping. I mean, our vacation was like, let's go down to the town down, you know, 40 miles away and spend a day exploring. And just, nice. you know, we would go to caves or we would go to swimming holes or we would go to festivals or fairs or you know, all these just different things. Sometimes we would just ride around and look at historical markers and read and learn. And, you know, I mean, that, that they've, my poor kids, they're, they're like all the <laughs> friends are going to the beach or going wherever and we're going to the fair. <laughs> but uh -huh. it was a great, very cultural upbringing for them. And we, we called it small town fun and we just learned how to have fun in small towns. And so that kind of was my how my love of travel began, you know, mm -hmm. and then as I got older, I didn't go to college until I was an adult. My kids were, gosh, my youngest was two and my oldest was 13 when I went to college. And I was very clear on what I wanted to do. I wanted to do nonprofit public relations. Okay. I'd had a lot of help because I was a poor single mom and a couple of my children had some health issues. So I was very clear that I wanted to work for a services, like a, a woman services type industry or type nonprofit. So I was very clear on that. Went to college, graduated from college. My first job out of college was at a women's domestic violence center wow. in Austin, Texas. So it was just like the perfect setup. And I loved it so much, but it really eats at your soul to be in an industry. And as I had been a survivor of domestic violence and domestic control, my first husband was very abusive in lots of ways. And so it just was heavy. You know, it was really heavy. Yeah. And then also my oldest daughter at the time was about 14, was having a lot of mental health issues. She was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And it just seemed like I needed to be home. Luckily, I lived with my parents and they, I was able to quit that job. And so I quit that job and had made connections on Instagram and Twitter with different, I mean, not even Instagram, it wasn't around yet, but on Twitter with people in my area who enjoyed music, the same kind of music I enjoy. And so... I immediately just put a thing out there that I was working in. I was freelancing in social media and, you know, if anybody needed anything. And I started getting just little jobs here and there, like help wow. doing this, you know, help setting up somebody's Facebook page, helping a musician, you know, learn how to do Twitter. And I was really having fun with that. I mean, some jobs were like 25 bucks, you know, here's 25 bucks yeah. to show me how to set up Facebook. But again, I was lucky. I was blessed. I lived with my parents. I was getting child support. Um, mm -hmm. So I was able to really, you know, practice networking. So nice. this is the coolest thing is one of the things that I did is I, I live in a really small tourist town in the Texas Hill Country near Austin. So I started having these Instagram and Facebook 
lesson workshops where I would charge people $50 to come in for the day and they would take my little class, you know, I'd have slides. I mean, this was before, before Zoom, of course. So we're talking, this is 2010. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, 2010 and 11. And uh, so they would come in. Well, this one lady that I met, her name was Sherry, and she owned four little cabins out near a lake outside of Wimberley. And she came in to learn how to do Facebook. And we got to talking and she hired me to help her set up her Facebook ads. She had vacation rentals, these little cottages. Well, at the same time as that happened, our little town, Wimberley, Texas, had a big, huge flood right after that in about 2013, 14, I think it was, 15, big flood and killed some people. And we're a huge vacation town, huge tourist town. One of the top, I mean, I think we were listed as the top small town in the state of Texas to visit a couple of years ago. And so when that happened, it devastated our tourism industry here in town. And of course, overnight, I mean, we were national news. David Muir and Lester Holt were in our town. Black Hawk helicopters looking for survivors. Buildings washed away. People died. It was horrible. Terrible. Horrible. Yeah. yeah, it was a big flash flood on the river. And it was really, I mean, you know, you've seen those pictures of cars and houses mm-hmm. floating down. That was our town. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. And so I started a blog right after that because, I mean, the, we were suffering. The town people were suffering because the tourism wasn't coming. So then the, here I had like, it was just like tourism was everywhere around me you know, how I could participate in helping people with tourism and promoting tourism. And I had always loved tourism. Yeah. And I took that small town charm, which was a hashtag I started using on Twitter and Facebook and at that time, Instagram. And using that hashtag small town charm, more people started following me and reaching out to me about how to promote their small town charm. And so that was kind of like, it was fun. Yeah, see it as work. It was just fun. Yeah. So then fast forward a couple more years. I am working with an event venue in San Marcos, Texas, which is right outside of it's a it's a larger college town. And that events venue, I was freelancing with them or contract with them as their marketing director. And part of working with them, I participated or applied for a tourism grant that was called a heads and beds grant so that they gave us $50,000 that I could use on marketing and promotions and advertising of anything I wanted. I mean, it was my money basically to spend 50 grand to spend on advertising and PR. So I was able to use that money and learn. I learned how to Mm -hmm. do write radio ads. I learned how to do Facebook, social media ads. I learned, I took a web design building course to help build their website and and then also to promote things, you know. So when I won that, part of it was I had to be on this committee in the area for Heads and Beds Committee, which also was vacation rentals, hotels, bringing people into the community that were going to stay two or three or four nights. Um, And so I was part of that committee and met more vacation rental hosts, owners, and they just started reaching out to me everywhere wow. else. I was on Facebook. I was getting messages every day from people. Please help me with my vacation rental. Please help me do this, you know, or they were with a property management company and they wanted help, you know, doing it themselves. 
Some people had owned one for years, like they'd owned it for 30 years, but Mm -hmm. because marketing had changed, they weren't getting the same kind of business that they had in the past. Mm -hmm. So I started helping them set it up on Airbnb, you know, elevate by giving them advice on what amenities to use, all of that. So anyway, there is my like, how long have we been here now? 45 (laughs) minutes because I've told you this story, but it's just like, I really believe in things coming together. Yeah, It just all like seem to come together all together at once. So, and I love it. I still love it every single day, which, you know, because we talk frequently. Yeah. You know, it shows how much you love it. Like when you talk about what you do, you emanate this energy that just shows how much you really love what it is that you do. Yes, I do. I love working with people anyway. I mean, I I would work with people and I have in other industries and doing other things. One thing I really love about it, besides the tourism aspect, is most of the people that I work with are women. Mm-hmm. And they're either women investors or they're women who it, it's almost like they're trying to prove that yeah. they can do this successfully on their own. And it's not like they're, you know, out there to prove to their husbands anything. But I always get that sense in the back of their, my, my mind. It's like they want to show their husbands you know, I told you that this could be a success and look yeah. what I've done. Or maybe with one one lady that I've worked with, it's always her kids. She has, her uh-huh. husband died. Her kids told her she was crazy when she, they had two condos and she wanted to promote one and make it a vacation rental. Mm-hmm. They told her to sell it and take the money and invest it. And now, I mean, she's got four. Nice. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's 65 years old. So Amazing. it's those people that I just love helping so much because they're really out to to prove it to the world that they can do it. And and now I work with investors, younger people. And again, it's the same thing. They're just it's just a they're making a business, but they're making a business in hospitality and travel. And so I tell them I get to be a part of their guests. Great vacation. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds to me, and I, I hear this from a lot of business owners, and I always love stories like yours because it sounds to me like you had never planned on going into this, but it just kind of, these breadcrumbs were left for you and you followed them along and it led you to where you are now. That's and, right. Yeah. That is exactly right. Like if somebody had told me, you know, in 2011 that I could have a every day get up at seven o'clock in the morning and work till four o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon, successful business mm-hmm. doing this there. I would have been like, there is no <laughs> possible way because it's not a it's not a career. Right. But but it is. But it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's not something we think of as sort of a traditional business or a traditional career path. Right. And so it's yeah, I could. You know, it's it's not one of those things that people think of. What do you want to be when you grow up? That's right. Probably not the thing you would think of, but yeah, here <laughs> you are. Right. And, it, you know, it's talk. You said niche and that's really what it mm-hmm. is. It is so important to to follow those breadcrumbs and mm-hmm. and recognize them yeah. as to how they're and allow them to push you into something that's perfect for you. And I'm very very specific with all of my marketing and all of the way that I speak to people, the way my website looks, everything. I'm very specific to my, to, to what I portray that I do. 
Was there ever, like along your journey, was there ever any doubt in your mind that this would work? Or did you ever question if this was the right path to follow? Oh, I did for sure. In, you know, there's highs and lows with every business. And so in 2014, I, in 2014, I got married to my husband, Michael, and wasn't finding clients. They weren't coming as quickly. And at that point in time, I was still just kind of still taking anything that came along. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it wasn't at that. It, I, I didn't have a full-time business doing this until 2018. So before that, okay. it was just here and there. I would get a vacation client and would remember, oh, I love this. Mm-hmm. This is really fun. But, you know, I'm in a tourist town, but lots of businesses, you know, like I was hired to do a website for a bar. I was, you know, hired to right. do Facebook ads for an insurance company. Yeah. But every time it would come back to some type of tourism business, it, it was just like my passion was there again. And I would think, you know, this is great, but how do I reach more of these people? But there, so there was definitely times I was like, "Ugh, this is not going to work because there's only so many people here. And I, at that time, wasn't marketing myself internationally. Okay. So I wasn't ever really sure, but I knew that I could, like, I knew I could throw it in there every once in a while. Like I could mm-hmm. always find a client every once in a while, but it wasn't until one of my clients asked me specifically not to work with her competition. Like she, she, when she hired me, she said, I don't want you helping somebody else down the road that's doing the same thing. She had a wedding venue right. with that also had rentals. Oh, okay. And so she asked me to sign a, basically a thing that said I couldn't work with any other vacation rentals within, I think it was 30 miles of her for like a year. Hmm. She paid me a lot of money to sign that. I mean, it wasn't like yeah. a $200 job. Yeah. I worked with her for two years. And so I did. And then that forced me to like really go out and look for mm-hmm. others. She's actually the one that told me about, so there's a, a blog. It's called Matt Landau is a, an industry leader. And his blog was called the Vacation Rental Marketing Blog. And you could join to be in their board, you know, on their back end message board oh. group. So I joined that. And that's where I started, you know, finding more clients from all over. So my next client after Wimberley and this area of the Hill Country, my next client was in New York State. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Lake Placid. Nice. Yeah. So nice. that's kind of how I started branching out. Incredible. And so since 2018, you said this has been, this has been your full time. This is what you focus on and do. Since then, have you ever, like, do you ever get shiny object syndrome like the rest of us where you think like, oh, maybe I should go into this instead or maybe I should branch off here? Yeah, I will say this. I still, on occasion, will help people with other types of businesses when it's interesting to me. Okay. And that's such a luxury to say that. Mm -hmm. But, for example, I have a lady right now that she creates, she's a friend of mine. She was my hairdresser for years. She's got carpal tunnel syndrome so bad she can no longer do nails. She was my, not hairdresser, nails. And so we're good friends. And she started a business doing watercolor painting and cards. So right now I'm helping her set up her Shopify store and I'm teaching her how to use Instagram. So I've done those little things with others before who have heard my name somewhere 
and reached out to me with another kind of business idea. So I do that. I don't advertise it. It's not something, you know, and it really has to be the just something that I'm like, oh, this that would be fun. You know, that's yeah. that's different. I really love learning. Um, and I really love helping people. And so when it's somebody that can come to me and say, you know, this is my passion, help me make my passion a reality, then that's such a turn on, you know, to go, yeah, you know, yeah, I'd love to do that. So, so I would say probably once a year, I take on something that's a little different and that helps me, that helps me stay back and be focused. I bet. Cause I could see how that could inspire your creativity in a whole different way by doing something outside of your, your regular yes. realm. Yes, it does. And another thing that I've done that helped me because for a long time, I kind of got in a rut of building. It's just like I was building the same websites for people mm-hmm. that, that just kind of had the same look and feel. A lot of people in the industry didn't have that I was working with, didn't have the budget for what I really wanted to do with their websites, you know. So right. I got in a this was in 2019 and 20 during COVID. I was in a rut. I was making a lot of money, but I was just turning over these same kind of websites. And I make them yeah. I call it I make it your own because I brand it and of course add their photos right. and, and things. But but in late 2020 or early 2021, I kind of restructured my brand myself to appeal to a little bit higher in clientele so that I am mostly, I only work with people who have luxury properties or luxury experience. So glamping properties or, you know, beach homes. Right now I'm doing a lady that has luxury homes in Myrtle Beach area. I just finished a website that's yurt in the hill country. So When I'm able to do that and, and my clients trust me with the creativity of it, mm-hmm. then that's so much more fun, you know, for me. I bet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I just picked up a new client, a consulting client that has chalets in Montreal. Ooh. Yeah. So it's in some ski resort area in Montreal, Canada. So, you know, when I, when I'm able to do that, it does, it makes my, it makes my brain go, yay, something new. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with with condos in Myrtle Beach no. or condos along the Florida coast. It's just like branching out and doing new things, new different things. Well, it sounds like, you know, almost like you've sort of niched within your niche now. Like you've become mm-hmm. so, so clear about who you work with. And mm-hmm. when you say that's just come from experience then of working with different people and figuring out what you like and what lights you up. Mm-hmm. It does. It You know, like with any business, when you're working with businesses. So I still, it's it's kind of hard because I love working with people who I know that I'm helping them make a living. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and so, for example, my friend with the cards, I know that I'm going to help her make money, that she's going to pay her electric bill with, or she's going to be paying her mortgage with. However... Those people don't have a budget to really go big. Yeah. So I like having a mix of clients. I like having, you know, I worked with a lady in the Florida Keys with six luxury vacation rentals. And it wasn't like money's no object, but literally money's was, I mean, she didn't ask the question, how much is this going to cost? Nice. Her question is, how are you going to make my business better? 
And so when I'm able to specialize, I can definitely work with more people who I'm, you know, and then I can still feel good about picking and choosing people who I work with who don't, may not have the money, but Mm -hmm. I still can go in and help them and know that I'm helping them really make their, you know, make their rich, that kind of thing. And so I don't know. I really, it's kind of weird. I've often thought about doing like a scholarship program. Oh, cool. You know, where I, you know, take an application and just do something for somebody for free or for very low cost. Cause nice. Yeah. That's I like what, it. That's what I like to call like the, like the heart work, like the, we mm-hmm. have the work that feeds us and sustains us and puts the food on our tables. But then there's also those jobs that just make you feel good. And that's a different kind of payment. Exactly. That's exactly, yeah. it is hard work. And, but now that I have employees and, you know, I have two people that work for me almost mm-hmm. full time. And then my daughter, Katie, who's at college, she works for me when she thinks it's convenient, but I do pay her <laughs> on a regular basis. But, but so when you have people that work for you, you have to be cognizant about the work that you're bringing in. It has mm-hmm. to sustain you and your business and, 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 you know, all of that. So it has to be has to pay the bills, I guess is what I'm saying. But it still is, you know, I still, like I just turned down a client the other day. It was a couple of of male investors. And -hmm. I could tell that even though they were kind of the money is no object people, they were all also very, you know, like they wanted a due date. What's your, this is our deadline. I'm a creative, so deadlines don't work well for me. So Mm -hmm. I have to work with people who are okay with me saying, you know, I can't give you a for sure deadline because I may get a creative spurt one day and decide, you yeah. know, we've talked about this before yeah. about, I'm just like, oh, but this would be great, but it's going to take me three extra days. So mm-hmm. I like having, you know, it's art. Building a website yeah. for me is art and art can't be rushed, I guess. That sounds kind of corny. No, but it's true though. It's true. Yeah, but, it is true. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that that I love about how you do your business is that you are so clear on that with your clients that you don't work with hard deadlines because you know how you work creatively and you know how you get your best output mm-hmm. and that you need the flexibility and time to be able to do yep. it. Yep. That's, that's exactly right. And also one of the reasons I went in, I mean, uh, the reason I went into business for myself is because I really value my free time and my yeah. kid and my husband and my dogs and my life. And so I don't give hard deadlines for that reason either. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if somebody has a project that I've told them on Monday will be ready on Friday, that's different. That's a hard mm-hmm. deadline. But, you know, if, if I need to take a weekend off to go visit my daughter in California because she's having a bad, you know, time with her boyfriend, then I don't want a job or a deadline to stop me from doing that. Yeah. So that's another thing. And that is, I realized that that is a luxury to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a very blessed luxury that I've to have, but I've created that luxury for myself. So good. And I think it's, you know, that's why a lot of us get into entrepreneurship is because we want that time freedom and we want the money freedom. And then so many of us get trapped into creating a job for ourselves mm-hmm. where we don't get any of that. And we're working more hours than we would in a regular job anyway. So it's, you know, it's really great to hear how you've structured your business to work for you. Yes. And then, I mean, you know, like this past weekend, I didn't work, but there's weekends that I'm up at 7 a.m. on Saturday, just like it was Monday. And I work, you know, most of the weekend. Of course, you could be a little bit lazier, but it, 
it's you have to understand, you, you know, you have to know your boundaries and, mm-hmm. you know, it's totally fine for me to work till 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night if I know that tomorrow, Wednesday, I'm not going to work at all and I'm going to go hang out with my mom, yeah. you know, for her birthday or whatever. Yeah. So it, it's definitely a worse doing that mm-hmm. when you can, but it takes a while. Yeah. And, I, and I would say that it takes knowing knowing your target market and knowing your skills and developing mm-hmm. your skills as much as possible. Yeah. And I would say also, it sounds like knowing yourself too, knowing what works the best for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the, you know, that's one of the biggest issues that I had is, which you, again, you know this, I, <laughs> I'm not, I've never been business-like. I've never been corporate. And even when I was working in in more of a corporate environment that worked for an accountant for a while. I worked in retail, upper retail management for department stores before when I was working in the public relations for that nonprofit organization. I had to feel very corporate, put together in, you know, not business suits necessarily, but not business casual business. And that never suited me. It just never suited me. So, you know, here I am in a Janice Joplin t-shirt I love it. And, you know, the same pair of jean shorts that I wore yesterday <laughs> and, and not quite sure if I brushed my teeth this morning. <laughs> but so that is was also a thing that held me back for a long time was thinking I'm not good enough because I'm not corporate enough or I'm not, I don't present myself professionally. I've even had a, I've had two clients tell me that and both of them were men that told me that I didn't present myself wow. professionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so both of them, I said, all right. <laughs> For you. Okay. But it taught me something about, again, who do I want to work with? Mm-hmm. And so I, when I present, so when I have a meeting with a new client, I call it a happy hour or a coffee hour. Nice. So I don't say we're having a meeting. I say, you know, let's plan our first happy hour call. And oh, I, love I like, I like, I like calling them. I like doing around 4 p.m. calls. Mm-hmm. And I present myself as casual from the very beginning. So it's nice. very authentic. My first questions are never about their business. It, how are you? Tell me about your dogs. Tell me about your kids. Tell me about your life. Why did you get in cool. this business? And because I want them to realize that I am not just going to be a, this is your business and this is what we mm-hmm. do. You know, I come with them. I also, one of the things that I do is I send them to my, before I'll meet with them, I send them a link to my about page of my website. And I say, it's important to me that you know, like, and trust me with your business. Here's my about page so that you can get to know me. Nice. And because I'm very clear on my about page about who I am and what's priority to me and, you know, why I do what I do. Nice. So, and people love that. They always tell me that. They're always like, oh, this is, you know, that's, you know, a really great way for them to get to know me. You see my values very clearly on my about page on my website. So, yeah, I think that's such a great idea. And even just listening to that, I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to do that. (laughs) Right. Because you know how when you, yeah, it's, it, it is. And I also, in my first meeting with my request form, I always have them write, Tell me something about you that's interesting, that's not related to your business. So, and sometimes you can always tell when people are like shocked by that question and don't know what to write. Yeah. So, but 
to me that lets them know right away that I care about them and that Mm -hmm. this is not just going to be a very structured business life relationship. And I have clients that I'm friends with after I finish their project. I, and I'll be honest, I think that that's one of the reasons I get invitations to, to go to people's properties for free all the time. I've stayed with five different in five different rentals all across the country for free because the people love me when I work with them. They know I'm invested. So yeah, they offer that to me often. I mean, I've stayed in really nice properties. I bet. What a great perk to what you're doing. It is a great perk. It is a very great perk. Yeah. (laughs) Especially when it's such a heartfelt thing. You know, I know people get gifts and little cards and things from clients all the time. I've had clients send me whiskey because I like to, I like bourbon. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times at the end of a project, I'll say, okay, let's, we're going to have a happy hour bourbon call and. And nice. so they'll send me a bottle of bourbon. I've had three clients that have done that. Oh, wow. But for them to come out and say, hey, we would really love for you to come to our property. That's really so awesome and yeah. beautiful to me. I bet. That's just so special. Yeah, it's yeah. very special. And what a great memory. Uh, absolutely. I mean, we went to the Florida Keys for a week. Nice. So that was amazing. And she's still a good client and a good friend, that, that lady in the Keys. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. What would you yeah. What would you say to someone, you know, an entrepreneur who's maybe struggling to find their niche? Do you have any advice for how they can start to narrow that focus? You know, there are so many of those, and people ask me that actually all the time. Um, so I suggest my first thing that I tell people to do is to write a list of the of your must-haves that you want in your business and then the things that you love hobby yeah like even if so I have, a, I have a really good friend in the industry that we met through Marie Forleo's b-school oh yeah I did that in 2016 and she and I met through there and then she struggled with finding her niche and and sticking to a niche is really yeah. what she struggled with and so I told her about two years ago, I said, why don't you just like think about the things that you love to do mm-hmm. and then try to figure out how you can help people that love to do that same thing. And she, she loves to, she loves tennis and that other tennis type pickleball, Oh yeah, you know? And so she, even though her business isn't in that industry, she started networking with people and she found other oh. ladies who enjoyed tennis. And when she was working with people, I mean, she was just, she helps people do Kajabi, build Kajabi websites. Oh, great. Yeah. But so she just found that she could find new clients that way through that nice. connection with tennis and pickleball and that kind of thing. So, you know, I think that it's so hard. I mean, I mm-hmm. think you really have to be lucky in a lot of ways to find your niche, but also don't, yeah. don't give up and keep trying new things yeah. until you get there. But I will say this, once you get there, get, once you feel like, you know, I can really enjoy this business. I mm-hmm. think that's one of the biggest problems is people give up too quickly. Oh yeah. Like it's not working for them. And so mm-hmm. they don't know how to, they're scared almost to, to stay small. Yeah, because it is hard when you think, well, there's only 18 people that might ever need me for this, but that's not true. Yeah. Well, there's 8 
billion people on the planet. So there's. <laughs> right. Right. And they're, right. they're all going to need, not all of them will need the same service, but there's enough people that right. in any niche you can find your people. Right. And like, even like with vacation rentals for, that's a great, it, great thing. Like if mm-hmm. there are big Airbnb group of people who are asking help from other Airbnb owners, I'll go yeah. into some of those groups sometime and, and pay attention to the conversations those, a lot of, I mean, more than half of the people in those groups don't even know that they could have their own website and book off of Airbnb wow. and off the platforms. It's never even occurred to them that they can set up a system where all their calendars and their communications happen automatically. Like hmm. they're so reliant on this idea that they have Airbnb or VRBO or TripAdvisor is the place where, is the platform where they book their property that what I do is a completely foreign idea to them. Yeah. So, you know, there, but then there's a whole bunch of people who know that what I do is, it's now fairly not common, but, you know, a lot of people, even Airbnb announced, I believe in May of this past year, this, that the book direct movement had gotten so big that they were worried about it taking away business from them. Wow. Yeah. So, but there's still tons and tons and tons and tons of people with Airbnbs that have no clue. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And to you to you and your audience, if you're looking for an Airbnb, yeah. you don't have to go to Airbnb. You can do a Google search. You can yeah. go to Airbnb yeah. or VRBO. And if you read in the, the listing, a lot of times they'll give you hints about the name of their property. You know, Moonshine oh, Cabin. Yeah. Then you could just do a Google search, Moonshine Cabin, Austin, Texas. And a lot of times you'll find their oh, Facebook wow. page or their website. And you don't have to pay all those fees to VRBO. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever paid attention, but those fees are expensive. Yeah. And not just that, but the owners are paying their fees to, as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when you book direct, usually you're going to get quite a bit of a savings. Oh, that's such a good tip. I never thought of that before. Yeah. Because yeah. I've seen that even a lot of them have, like their property has a name or they have, mm-hmm. I never thought to just Google that name. Yeah. And if you look through the pictures, sometimes in their photos, they'll have a little watermark at the bottom that says, you know, moonshinecabin.com. Oh. Or they'll have a picture, beach houses do this a lot. They'll have the sign in front of their beach house that says, you know, seagull, whatever house yeah. and then it'll have the phone number and it'll say book direct with the phone number right. on the sign that's in the picture so smart yeah and then you can call them and find out more if they book direct because oh wow yeah i mean that there there's a lot of ways that you can kind of get around that but then i teach the people that i work with i teach them how to to use content marketing blogging mm-hmm. pinterest instagram as yeah. well so instagram you can look do Instagram, you can do a hashtag search for vacation rental, you know, wherever. Right. And usually you'll find people. Vacation rentals direct is a good hashtag to search. Nice. So you can do searches for those to find them. You know, I'm a big Instagram girl and I have never thought to look for a vacation rental through there. I know, but. Oh, man. Yeah, they're <laughs> there. They're all over. I Fun to follow yeah because usually the ones that are doing a really good job on instagram are you know they have they share information about the things to do those are the people like 
when they're really professional in doing this professionally and building the websites, they know a lot about their destination. So they can yeah. really help you plan your trip. They can make it special nice. for you for the most part. They can really give you ideas on things to do for, you know, your specific itinerary. And so they're, it, it's really good to get in touch with them and get to know them because they can, they're so helpful. A lot of them will give you little extras, like, you know, they'll, they'll plan an entire itinerary for you if you ask them to. Oh, that's incredible. You're yeah. going to make my next vacation so much better. <laughs> I mean, that's what I teach and that's what they're learning. Yeah. Not all of them. Some of them are going to, you know, you're, you're nuts. What are you talking about? Google it. But for the most part, the people who are really promoting their rental are promoting their destination. You know, they're, yeah. they're just, they're passionate about what they do, just like I am and just like you are. So they mm -hmm. want to help people have a good time because they want you to come back. Right. They want you to tell your friends all about their amazing property and their amazing vacation. So, yeah, yeah. they want to do anything they can to help you. That's amazing. Now, yeah. Can we talk about your podcast a little bit, too? Oh, yeah. So with your wonderful, amazing coaching, oh, I thanks. launched a podcast this year after wanting my first real, my first idea to have a podcast was in 2017. Wow. And. Yeah. And I never did it. Then I recorded two episodes in 2018, shut it down because I was so embarrassed. And then with, I don't, I don't even remember how we met, but now, oh, now I do. But then we, then I joined your podcasting little course and yeah. mini course and our challenge mm -hmm. that was such a great investment. And now I have, I think I'm on episode, I'm recording episode 12 right after you and I get off the phone. But what has been so exciting is that it's doing so well. It's called the Savvy Host Roadmap. Mm -hmm. So it's all about vacation rentals. And it's 15 to 20 minutes, very actionable, really good tips on all sorts from using Instagram to creating your target market to better guest experience, all sorts of different things. But the feedback I'm getting is so amazing. Yeah. It's, like, it's such a high. I even got one. I mean, I got another one yesterday. From a lady that just randomly sent me an Instagram wow. message and said she had found my podcast and how much she had learned. And she said she binged all of the episodes in one afternoon. Wow. And then she marked down. Because in one of my podcasts, I give the idea, if you're wanting to go back to something, to take a screenshot mm. on your phone of the and that shows the minute, the timestamp. Nice. So she said she somehow... That was in one of my first episodes, I guess. But so she did that throughout. She said, now I have all these places that I'm going to go back to and re-listen to and take notes on. And and so, Smart. and she just randomly found my podcast. I asked her how, and she said she was listening to Vacation Rental Podcast and it came up in the thing as a suggested podcast. Isn't nice. that awesome? That's amazing. I know. <laughs> and they're so good. Like I'm not a vacation rental property owner yet. But that is in plans for the next yes, year. It should be on your plan. Two years. It's in my plan. But I I love listening to your show because I also learn a lot about marketing and get inspired to think of content differently or my business differently. So it's yeah, yeah. it's amazing. I I appreciate that. I, I have a couple of other friends that listen to it too for just to support me, you know, but also they both told me that, you know, that I help them think of think outside the box. So I was very fortunate, which I failed to mention when I was talking about my career path, 
when I, in 2015, I decided to start freelancing for a guy, uh, a man here in um, Austin who does online marketing, and he's very mm -hmm. well known as a Google Analytics and Optimizations expert. His name is Chris Mercer. He has a very successful, and he's a speaker in Google Analytics. I was an account manager for him for four years part-time. Mm -hmm. So I learned so much. He paid for me to go to like digital marketing, social media marketing world, wow. digital marketers, traffic and conversions conferences. I went to conferences, marketing conferences all over and he paid for his entire team to go because he was oh. speaking there. So we got free admission. Nice. So he's paying for the travel. So I learned so, 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 so much from, from that, uh, that that is, you know, I've been blessed that I'm able to take that knowledge that I learned for the, and mm -hmm. turn it into other, you know, other ideas. And I'm very thankful for that opportunity. And then also with the tourism money, the $50,000 in tourism money, I was really able to play with marketing, yeah. you know, and, and that was really great for me. Mm -hmm. uh, Oscar's having a nightmare back here. <laughs> so Poor guys. So that was really, you know, exciting. And that, that's some advice I would give any entrepreneur is to just play, mm -hmm. you know, listen to things outside of the box and play and, you know, go to some of those courses like Coursera, some of those places and yeah. take a couple of free courses, even outside of your niche, you'll learn stuff. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jody, for coming on today and sharing your story and your insights and expertise. And I'll put all of your links in the show notes. So for those of you listening, you can connect with Jody, follow her, find her, listen to her podcast. And thank you again. Well, thank you, Terry. I had fun. I love it. Thank you so much.